Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast number 11. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. Let's get started. Today we're talking about progressions and using them in your swim lessons and on your swim team for your developmental groups. So what are progressions? They are step-by-step things that you can do to build up to more complex skills. So for example, swimming freestyle. What are the incremental steps that you can take to go from a complete novice, someone who knows nothing about swimming, to actually swimming freestyle? And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're generally going to talk about the swim lesson side of it, and then we're going to talk about the the swim team side of it for a developmental program. And there are some of these things that you can merge into both, and really it's be more appropriate for you to make that decision of how you're going to go about doing that. Let's start with uh, what you can do for swimming lessons, and we'll start with front glides and how we work with progressions. And remember, keep in mind here that a progression is an incremental increase in difficulty starting at a baseline of simple things. So we want to do either one task or a two task activity and then once they've gotten a handle of that, the participants here, then we can increase the difficulty by adding an extra layer of steps. So we can progressively increase the difficulty while breaking it down into smaller pieces. So let's start with front glides. And our progression for this is let's pretend that we are teaching a swimmer that does not go underwater on their own or does not feel comfortable doing a front glide by themselves in water deeper than their head. So we would, our first step would be to stand right next to the swimmer and let them put their hands on our shoulders. So that's the first step. And we'll do a front glide with their body horizontal supporting them at the surface with their hands on our shoulders and we'll start right at the uh, right within the swimmer's reach the next step from that so the next progression would be to take one step back from that swimmer so we're just outside of that swimmer's reach so if they were to reach their arms straight out in front of them they wouldn't be able to hold on to our shoulders and i'm talking about just like one inch away from their their full extension. So all they really need to do is lean forward and then they can grab onto our shoulders and we'll do the supported front glide with them, their hands on our shoulders. And then what we can do, the next step from there, the next progression, so we're we're adding an extra little step in here to make it a little more difficult and to push a little bit harder, would be to take a little bit further away from the participant when they begin so that we're still outside of their reach but this time they have to fall past the point of no return and what I mean by that is when they lean forward if they are gonna they're gonna fall over or they're gonna jump to you it's either that they're gonna fall straight down or they're gonna jump to you and grab your shoulders we want to be just past that point where they have to take that jump they have to take that leap towards us on their um, on their own so that would be the third progression uh, or the third step of this progression and then finally uh, we're going to want to that'll kind of be the limit if they're not going underwater if they do go underwater then we can increase the distance that we're further away now one key thing to say here about front glides and for uh, what's next is back glides 
is that we always want to remain where we're standing when the person, this participant, initiates their glide or their streamline or their jump to you because we don't want to erode or destroy that trust they have in us when they jump off the platform or they jump off the side of the pool in deep water and they're going towards us. We want them to trust us, so we want to be where we say we are or where we show them we are when they initiate that glide. So wherever you are when you tell them to go, stay there until they get to you. And then if you want them to go farther, then stand farther away next time. There's no reason that we really need to be walking backwards. Actually, I, I highly advocate that you never walk backwards while they're swimming towards you. Uh, it's just an awful, terrible thing. And if you see anyone doing it, you should tell them to stop immediately. Um, it's one of the worst things that swim instructors can do, and it's one of the most popular things that they do. So avoid doing that. Don't walk backwards while they're swimming to you, especially for beginners. Now, I can understand there might be an argument for this if they are... Um, capable advanced swimmers but not anyone that is a little bit afraid of the water or can't breathe or doesn't know how to take a breath absolutely not never we always want to remain where we are when they start uh, and that's because that's building into their trust of us and we should be good stewards of them by giving them clear expectations about what they're going to do uh, and not tricking them into going farther that's just absolutely unacceptable so Okay, so our progression here is stand close to the swimmer on the front glide. Stand right next to him, number one. Number two, stand just outside of their reach. Number three, stand a little bit farther out of their reach so they actually have to fall forward and then jump towards you in order to get to your shoulders. And then you can take a little further step so they have to put their face in the water in order to get to you. Um, so that would be the, the progression for a supported front glide. And then you can kind of do the same thing for a unsupported front glide. You can stand just outside their reach so that their, their glide is one body length. And then you can take a half step back so it's one and a half body lengths, then two body lengths, then three body lengths. So the distance that they're traveling with their face down is a little bit further each time. And eventually they can build up to a, a further distance there. Next, we're going to talk about back glides and the progression that you can use in swim lessons for back glides. Uh, so if you have looked at our website, swimminglessonsideas.com, you know that we have a script for how to do back glides. Um, we're also working on creating a skill sheet that has pictures of how to do a progression of back glides. And that progression is, uh, to outline it right here, number one, Hold the participant's head on the instructor's shoulder and then put a cheek-to-cheek -cheek connection. Their feet are going to be pointing away from the instructor's chest, so feet away from the chest in kind of a perpendicular fashion. Um, the second one would be the instructor is holding the participant's head in their palm. So the back of the instructor's head or the back of the neck is supported by the instructor's head. Or I'm sorry, the instructor's palm and the participant's head is laying or supported in that hand. The other hand would then be reaching underneath and supporting the lower back. Uh, so again, the participant's feet are pointing away from the instructor's chest. Uh, so again, perpendicular, their feet perpendicular to their chest. And then finally, number three, uh, once they're comfortable being flat, just supported by the hand on the head, 
the instructor is holding their fingertips underneath the participant's neck. And this last one is largely just a mental connection. Um, so you can use the your pointer and your middle finger just pre pressing it up against the back of their neck or the back of their crown uh, where their skull meets their neck, that little point there. Um, you want to be putting your fingers there just to guide them along. And largely, like I said, it is a... Um, it is a mental connection here. It's, it's less of a physical support or physical lifting. Uh, so the progression for backlides, uh, we want to initially start out number one. This is the head on the shoulder. And again, we can do the same thing that we did with front glides. Stand immediately next to the participant and have them uh, tilt, follow the script, which you can find on the website swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, the script is stand up straight, turn around, put your shoulders in the water, tilt your head back, push off to me. You can do that script with them um, standing immediately behind them. So when they tilt their head back, it's onto your shoulder. Uh, the, the progression for this would then be you could start in holding their head on their shoulder, and then whilst doing a front a back glide, you can put your hand underneath their head and say, okay, I'm going to take you off my shoulder and I'm going to hold you in my hands. And then you just kind of remove them from your shoulder and support their head with your hand and their lower back with your other hand. Uh, so, And then you can eventually let go of that hand supporting their back, so you're just holding onto their head. And then you can let go of the head and support the neck with just your fingertips. And of course this is for a little more advanced person. And with repetition, doing this 10, 20, 30 times, um, they will be comfortable with it because they'll trust you. So then that's really part of what we're doing as swim instructors is having them trust us to push them into doing things that they don't necessarily want or feel comfortable doing. So number one is the head on the shoulder. Number two is the head being held in the hand. And then number three is the head being held by our fingertips. And we can um, also follow the same progression we did for the front glide. Stand right next to the participant, take a step back, take a little step back, and you know, so they do a little bit of it on their own and then we immediately support them or they do half a body length on their own, they get their belly up on the surface and then we support their head. Uh, so we want to start off really, really easy and then get a little bit more difficult as we progress. So I'm curious, you know, what do you use for front glides? What do you use for back glides? Uh, please send us an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, that's jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. Or if you prefer using Twitter, it's at swimmingideas. I would totally love to hear from you what you use for front glides, what progression you use for back glides. I know that everyone has a different process. This script that we use, this progression that we use, is exceedingly successful. Uh, it works shockingly well. Uh, it just requires repetition and following the actual script. So if you deviate from it, then the impact isn't as good. But if you do follow the script, if you do follow the progression, it's it's a phenomenal tool. And it, we've had a lot, personally, I've had a ton of success, and the program that I run has a ton of success with it. So, you know, teaching front glides and back glides is an incredibly easy thing if you follow this progress. And there are guides, there are plans, there are scripts, everything at the website, swimminglessonsideas.com. And if you are interested in the premium swim lesson plans, those have this in it. So they're an integral part of the swim lesson plans that we 
uh, have produced and put up on the site for you to purchase. So if, that, if you're interested in that, there is that opportunity. Uh, but we're talking about progressions and using them in your lessons. So we can do another progression for jumping off the site. Um, the first portion of that progression would be for jumps. This is jumping in off the side is to have the participants sit on the edge and just slide them in while you hold their hands. And you can control the depth that they go uh, by supporting them with your hands. So you can pull them towards you and keep them from going underwater. Uh, the second portion of that progression, so do that a few times until they're comfortable with it, and then we're going to move on. And the next part of this progression for jumping is to do a standing jump and tell them that they will not go underwater and you're going to hold both of their hands with both of your hands. So their left hand and your right hand, your, their right hand and your left hand. So you're, look, you're facing them face to face and you're holding both their hands. And on the count of three, you'll lift their hands up in the air and move them so their feet are over the water. And as they fall, lift their feet their hands up so they can, can control how far they go underwater and you can control how far they go underwater. Um, and make sure that their face does not go in. And we do it this way where we hold their hands instead of catching their torso because it's much easier on the instructor so smaller people can do it. I'm obviously a male and I have a little more muscle than maybe a female instructor has or uh, a younger person has. I have a little more strength so I can actually lift a child who's jumping in and keep them from going underwater. But if I was to catch them with my torso, I may not be able to do that. I'm also taller. If I hold them with my hands in their hands, by hand to hand, then everybody can do this. It's much easier because then the child is using their strength to pull on your hands and you're using your strength to pull on their hands. So they can kind of work together to keep them from going underwater. Uh, so. Uh, grasp their hands and have them hold your hand and you hold their hand instead of catching them like a, you would catch a baseball or a football. Uh, so number one, seated on the side and slide into the pool with help and don't go underwater. Number two, standing jump with help, not going underwater, so keeping them from falling under. Uh, number three is standing jump with help, let their face go underwater, but don't let them completely go underwater. So hold both their hands and then say, okay, you're going to go underwater this time, but don't, you know, dunk them completely under. Hold them near the surface, just let their face go under. Um, and then you're always helping them back to the ball at this point. Number four would be a standing jump with one hand help. Uh, so only hold one of their hands. And on this one, they're going to go completely underwater because you're not really there to hold them above water. You're just holding their hands so that they have something to grab onto after they fall underwater. So you're going to help lift them up and then turn them around and push them back to the wall. So this, this last one, number four here, is holding them with one hand as they jump in. And you can be this to the side of them or you can be straight on. And they will jump in completely, go completely underwater, and then you'll turn them around and push them towards the wall. Number five would be a standing jump unassisted until after they get in the water. So they jump in on their own, and then you pick them up and then help them back to the wall. So they're doing the jumping in, they're falling underwater completely, but you're there to help pick them up and then push them back. And then finally, they jump in on their own without assistance, and they return to the wall without assistance. So as you can see through this progression, they completely do everything on their own at the end. In the beginning, 
we're completely in control. So we're just kind of taking a step back each time from the amount of help that we're providing to them. And, and that's what all this progression is all about. Everything we do in swimming is so much easier if we start out very simple, very controlled, and slowly chip away at the, the uh, help that we're giving to the participant over time. So we want to do 10, 20, 30 of these each activity over time, you know, multiple lessons, and then slowly, incrementally moving up towards completely unassisted. And uh, if everyone knows what these progressions are, then any teacher, anybody can jump in and teach any person because they can know, okay, here's where we are in this progression, here's what this child is going to be doing, and here's the next step in the progression that I can be focusing on with them. You know, and if they are unable to do it, then we can regress a, a step and then just focus on that. So uh, if we know these progressions and if we're familiar with them, we can easily jump in and teach any class and we can really help out the swimmers because they know what to expect, what's happening next. And we're not going to shock them with something that's too hard right away. Um, so let's kind of transition here. Uh, let's move on to progressions in a swim team. So if you are just here for swim lessons, uh, you know, we're just starting at the basics here, front glides, back glides, and jumps. Now the next things that we're going to talk about are absolutely applicable to swim lessons, but I'm going to talk about them, how we use them on our swim team. So it might be a little bit different format-wise on how you do it. If you have access the short distance cheat sheet, these activities are excellent for uh, using them in the short distance uh, training or skill progressions. So if you have access to the, sh the short distance skill sh cheat sheet, uh, this will make a lot of sense. And some of this is actually on the deck. So um, let's start with our lazy puppet to streamline to position 11 progression. And this is on the deck. And a lazy puppet is where you stand up, you're, you're standing on the deck, and you kind of droop your spine like you're a puppet whose strings are slack, like the puppeteer's not there. So you kind of fall all over the place like you're a puppet whose strings have nobody pulling on them. And that's a lazy puppet. And then you go from lazy puppet to soldier position with a straight spine, chin pressed into your spine, shoulders back, spine straight. And you do 10 of those. So go from a lazy puppet position, so where you're all wobbly and slack and, and all over the place, to a soldier position where you're nice and rigid, straight, good body posture. And this is the first step of this progression, and it's focusing on the difference between not soldier and soldier, and knowing that there is an actual body motion mechanic that requires you to engage in order to get into soldier position. So. We want to feel the difference between not soldier or not good swimming body posture to good swimming body posture, which is soldier. Shoulders back, arms at the side. Um, if you're familiar with yoga, mountain pose is soldier pose. Uh, so we want to do this 10 times. This is the first step of our progression. Second step would be to go from soldier into streamline, and we want to do it slowly. So sometimes you'll see people just waving their arms, flapping them around like they're chickens or like they're birds. And we want to avoid this. What we want to do is we want to go from soldier, which are hands by the side, shoulders straight, and then the only thing that's going to move are the arms. And we can do that close to the body, 
rising up into streamline, or we can do it wrapping around kind of like you would do a butterfly arm stroke. Personally, I prefer when I'm coaching to have them come straight up above their head, put their hands on their head, and go into streamline, and then down into soldier. And we say do this slowly because the faster we do this, the sloppier it gets and the less benefit we get from it. Which can be difficult with younger swimmers, but just something that requires a lot of attention to. Uh, so that would be the second one. Number one being 10 lazy puppets into soldiers, and then number two being 10 soldiers into streamline, doing it slowly. And then number three would be do 10 streamlines into position 11. And this is really the easiest one because your hands are above your head. So keeping your body and your spine straight, chin pressed into the back of your head, your neck, go from posi uh, streamline position into soldier position. Streamline into soldier. And it's really only the difference of about six to 10 inches apart from your hands. So your hands are together in streamline and then they're apart in position 11. They're together in streamline and they're apart in position 11. And the rest of your arms are standing straight or staying straight and nice and rigid. Uh, so um, the progression here is body line, body posture, and then maintaining that body line and posture into your streamline and your position 11 and connecting those two. So knowing that soldier is a part of streamline, that soldier is a part of position 11, and therefore soldier is a part of freestyle and backstroke and breaststroke. This is a good time to once again ask you to check out our website swimminglessonsideas.com we have swim lesson plans for sale on there which include these progressions in them along with games and natural flow so that you're not just doing the same thing over and over again that they're interrupted by jumps or activities or games uh, with instructions or songs with lyrics uh, but we also have a twitter feed swimming at swimming ideas um, and then, of course, this podcast. So if there's anything on this podcast that you'd like to hear about or that you'd like to know, uh, please send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. And if there is anything that you'd like to hear uh, on this podcast that you want to share on Twitter, at Swimming Ideas, please do. Again, that's at Swimming Ideas on Twitter. Or send us an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. All right, let's move on to position 11 into swimming and the progression that we use for that and I mentioned earlier the short distance cheat sheet you can do this here uh, so I will have in the show notes how you do these as 25 so one length of the pools uh, but you can use this for the short distance cheat sheet too so doing uh, multiple times uh, maybe once or twice for each activity uh, so the first one would be doing position 11 so just reinforcing the three things for position 11 keeping your arms straight, looking down, and staying on the surface. And we say it, those three things because they're all connected. Uh, if you doggy paddle and lift your head up, then your body isn't uh, at the surface and it's not straight, it's not in position. Uh, if you look forward, your body will sink. If you lift your head up too long when you breathe, uh, again, you'll sink, so we want to keep them at the surface. Uh, so just doing one like the position 11, that's the first step of the progression here. Second step, it would be doing position 11 for five flutter kicks. So whilst in position 11, counting five kicks. And then continue kicking and do one arm stroke of freestyle. 
and then so the other arm would remain in position 11 or position 1 I guess uh, and then you do five more flutter kicks while in position 11 with both hands above your head and then you do the other arm stroke of freestyle maintaining position 11 with the other non-stroking arm so one arm moves at a time doing freestyle and then returns to position 11 one two three four five do the other arm continue kicking and then one two three four five we really don't emphasize when they can breathe ideally it would be during an arm stroke but not as necessary at this point uh, and that would be the second portion of the progression. And what we're doing here is we're slowly transitioning from position 11 and uh, really fo kick-focused motion into full-on freestyle. So we're going to slowly add the arm strokes into this. Uh, the third step would be uh, 20, uh, one length of position 11. Stay in position 11 for f 10 flutter kicks. And then do three strokes of freestyle. And then return to position 11 and then repeat. So it's 10 kicks of position 11, and then three swimming strokes of freestyle, and then return to position 11. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, you're teaching them catch-up drill and really extending their arm and not continuing their arm strokes. That's fine. For beginners, for new people, having a catch-up stroke is not is much better than having a stroke where their hands are at their hips. So we would prefer to have their hands above their head in position 11 instead of their hands by their hips with their head leading. Um, we find that that is a much better alternative and you can teach away the catch-up stroke more easily than you can teach leaving your hands on the side. So we do want that catch-up stroke. If you're thinking to yourself that's what's happening, it's absolutely correct and by design. Uh, so third, So that was the third one. Uh, so number one is position 11, number two is position 11 for five kicks and then an arm stroke, five more kicks and then the other arm and then repeating it. The third one is ten kicks in position 11 and then three strokes of freestyle. Um, some people can mo further modify that to three strokes and then 18 kicks on your side and then three strokes and 18 kicks on your other side. Uh, it's a variation of that drill. And then finally we want to do freestyle, full-on swim, and we want to emphasize with our instruction that you want to remember position 11 and return to it with each arm stroke. So your hands will pass through position 11, excuse me, with each arm stroke. So we're not doing position 11, but the arm is traveling through the position 11 position with each reach above their head. So each time their arms reach above their head, they're actually returning to position 11 for a brief second um, whilst continuing their arm strokes. Uh, and if we go through that progression on a regular basis, what we're going to do is we're going to create a connection in the swimmer's mind about position 11 and arms above your head and freestyle. And what we want with this is our goal is to get their hands reaching above their head at a full extension with each arm stroke while maintaining a straight line on their body. And that's crucial to excellent swimming. So uh, we use this progression to promote good, healthy habits and swimming immediately with our developmental swimmers. Um, and then I'll throw in another final example here because um, we're kind of reaching a 30-minute mark, which seems to be the limit for uh, these podcasts. Uh, but this is the sitting on the edge 
kick progression for suit flex circle squeeze or breaststroke kick. And this is something, the terminology that we took from Steve Hoffler and Go Swim. And thank you for that. We did purchase your product and we used it. Uh, and this is how we use it in our program. So we have everyone sit on the edge with their butt on the edge. So they're almost falling in the water. And we want them to lean backwards and keep uh, their uh, hands like leaning back and their legs outstretched over the surface of the water. And we're going to start in straight leg position. And we're going to do 10 times, go from straight to suit. Which, and suit is just bending your knees so your feet are touching the wall. So do that 10 times. And that's very easy. That's just literally bending your knee. So straight to suit, straight to suit, straight to suit. And then we're going to do 10 times. That's the first portion of the progression, straight to suit. Second is 10 times from suit into flex. And all this is, is your toes are pointing up, is flexing your feet so your toes are pointing out and up. And we're going to do that 10 times. And that's a very easy progression. So our feet are against the wall, our knees are bent, toes are upraised, put together. And then we turn them out into a flex position, which is the getting ready for the kick. And then the final part is we do 10 times, and this is the difficult one, go from flex back to straight, but traveling in a circle. So your feet are going to move in like two half circles and meet back at straight. And you want to push with the insides of your feet. So go from flex into straight, but traveling in a circle. And that's really the most difficult part. And I've seen a lot of success with this. This seems to be very useful and helpful in our swimming. And we do this repetitively. So we may do this every day. We may do 20 of each of these. Uh, but the progression here is we're just breaking it down step by step and making each step a repetitive body learned motion. So getting used to doing these motions over and over again. And what we're trying to do with developmental swimming is through classical conditioning, doing repetitive actions to create healthy habits. And the easier and the more controlled environment that we can do them in, the better the results we're going to get later on because they're going to have these good habits instead of sloppy, bad, improvised habits without instruction. Tell me what you think. Uh, do you use progressions in your program? Do you use progressions in your swim lessons? Do you use them on your swim teams? What progressions do you use? Uh, send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. Or if you're on our website listening to this podcast, comment below. Uh, and, you know, just put a comment in there. Do you use a progression? Have you used any of these progressions? And what progressions do you use and how do you use them in your programs? Uh, we rely on them very heavily uh, because as a fundamental portion of swimming, our philosophy is repetition and quality repetition and then building up slowly over time. So we're in it for the long game. And how can we do our activities in a way to make them very easy and achievable and successful, but also the next step be very challenging. So. And we can go through these progressions for everybody in large groups or in small groups very quickly and challenge everyone that we come across in very personal and individual ways because each part may be challenging to someone in a different way. So let us know what you think. jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. 
or Twitter at Swimming Ideas. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you soon.